turn your Bible to John chapter 20, please. John chapter 20, very briefly from verses 19 through 23. I've gotten blessed tonight with these wonderful testimonies. Thank God for everyone who went as a team to Victoria and El Salto, deep in the heart of Mexico. Then the same day at evening, during the first day, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. This was after the resurrection. The Lord was meeting with his disciples. And the main theme of that little brief meeting, Jesus summed up in these words, As the Father hath sent me, so send I you. And then he attached verse 23, Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Now some have misunderstood that scripture. And there have been priests taught by the Catholic orthodoxy that taught that the priest could forgive sin. And so through the years, they would have the Holy Communion, the Eucharist. And they taught that if you took that, you could get to heaven. You would be all right. If you did not take it, you couldn't get to heaven. And the priest had the authority to administer that to whoever he felt should have it and withhold it from whoever he wanted to withhold it. We saw that in Mexico. Well, that isn't what Jesus meant. What he was saying is the same as we mentioned in the message this morning in Matthew chapter 16. He said, I give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The key is the message. If you unlock their heart with the message of the gospel of Christ, and Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And if you use the message of the Christ, of the gospel, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, that will unlock their heart for heaven, and their sins will be forgiven and remitted But if you withhold that message and you have the key and you do not give it, then you seal their doom. I do not understand all about that in relation to the sovereignty of God and the doctrines of election and predestination, but I hear what Jesus said. And beloved, that's the message God gives us. There are three reasons. Number one, because of the command. Jesus said, go. That's the reason this team went to Mexico. That's the reason our soul winning teams go out on Thursday. That's the reason our bus pastors go out on Saturday. 
That's the reason our Sunday school teachers go and knock on doors because Jesus said, go. That's the main thing. You go. And I'll use the gospel story as you give it. You're not the lawyer. You're just the witness. You go and tell the story. I'll do the rest. And beloved, when we do that and are obedient to the Lord, some people withhold. Some people say, well, no, I'm afraid I won't know what to say, or they don't know how to answer their questions, or they may misunderstand me, or maybe I won't be as popular as I ought to be. But beloved, if we'll go with the message, we may not even understand their language or their culture. But if we'll go with that message, Jesus said, I'll bless it. And whosoever sins ye remit, they'll be remitted. You have the key to heaven and hell. And that key is not you. It is not me. It is the message of the gospel. No wonder Paul could cry out, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And because of the command, we need to go. But secondly, because of the cries of humanity. Somebody said, and I think it was quoted a little while ago, that 50% of the people in Mexico don't know Christ, never even heard of him, don't know anything about him. Well, they've heard of him. They've seen the crosses on the top of the hills, and they've seen the big cathedrals, but they have no understanding of what it means to have a personal relationship to Jesus. That's true in America. That's true in Bowling Green. There are people who have grown up in a culture that is a little bit religious, a little bit churchy, but they know nothing at all about the Christ and the cries of people on Kirby, on Roselawn, on Woodford, and all across this city in the big streets at Bentree, in the little alleys across this city, there are people who need Jesus. And they heard about him. They know a little bit, but they don't know the power of the gospel. And it's up to you and me to take it. It's up to you and me to take it, to go with Christ after the lost. And last of all, we need to go because of the cross. They described to you a few moments ago <clears throat> about some of the mountains in, in Mexico. And on top of those mountains are, are cross. I'll tell you, it's very, very moving and impressive. A casual observer driving through those mountains of Mexico and seeing a cross up there, why they would say you all are very religious people. This must be a wonderful Christian nation. It was like the time when Paul stood at Mars Hill and looked down and saw all those temples. And he said, I perceive that you're very religious. There's a temple here and temple here to all the various gods. And I see over here a temple erected to the unknown God. And I will tell you who he is. He's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he preached to them. And when we can say that cross on a hill is like the old rugged cross years and years and years ago when Christ died for our sins. And I want to tell you, when you tell that story, the Holy Spirit does the rest. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to persuade them. You just give them the gospel. Dr. W.K. Wood, a dear friend, has preached in our church many, many years ago said one time, if you want to reach the lost, you fling the gospel at them. If that don't get them, God don't want them. And when you give them the glorious gospel, the Holy Spirit does the rest. That's the reason Jesus said, so send I you to labor unrewarded, 
to serve unpaid, unloved, unsought, unknown, to bear rebuke, to suffer scorn and scoffing. So send I you to toil for me alone. So send I you to bind the bruised and broken or wandering souls to work, to weep, to wake, to bear the burden of a world aweary. So send I you to suffer for my sake. So send I you to loneliness and longing with hearts a-hungering for the loved and known, forsaking home and kindred, friend and dear one, so send I you to know my love alone. So send I you to leave your life's ambition, to die to dear desire, self-will resign, to labor long in love where men revile you, so send I you to lose your life and mine. So send I you to hearts made hard by hatred, to eyes made blind because they will not see, to spend, though it be blood, to spend and spare not. So send I you to taste of Calvary. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for these who took those long journeys, missionary journeys, over into Mexico. I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this church who held the line in prayer and finances. We thank you, Father, for the many who go out Thursday after Thursday and Saturday after Saturday and faithful Sunday school teachers who go and call folks that don't come and urge them to come. Help us to be faithful in giving the gospel. The wonderful story of the death and burial of Jesus and his resurrection and how that can move hearts to Calvary. Help us to do it here in Bowling Green. Help us to do it regularly. Help us even this week to be discontent until we go out and find somebody who needs Jesus and bring them to Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Let's stand, please. Everyone standing. And turn in your hymn book to number 86, uh, 361. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. And while we sing this hymn, there may be somebody here tonight who is lost. If you died, you'd go to hell. You've never been saved. You've never really yielded your heart to Christ. Do it tonight. Come tonight. Come with your sorrow, your hurts. Come with your sins. Come with your faith or your faithful, or no faith at all. Just come. 1,900 times in the Bible, the word come appears as an invitation. Would you come to him tonight? And if you're a Christian, the question is, are you obeying him? Are you serving him? Have you followed him in believer's baptism? Thank God for that little boy that came this morning trusting Jesus. Thank God down in Mexico. The invitation was given many times. And at least four young people came forward and said, I've been saved, but I haven't been baptized. And I know I ought to be baptized now. Thank God for them. And for you tonight, some of you have been saved, but have not been baptized. You ought to obey the Lord in that. And if you're a member of some other church and God wants you here, you come. While we sing this great invitation, pass me not. Is there anyone who would offer the Lord your life? Just say, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do exactly, but I want to do whatever you want me to do. Here's my life. I lay it down before you. While we sing, will you come?